This is the Wildernet Podcast for Wednesday, June 26, 2013, Episode 4. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wildernet Podcast. I'm Shane. Hey guys and gals and outdoor goers. My name's Eric. Hope everyone's been faring well the last couple weeks. Well, that's quite the intro. Go big or go home, Shane. Go big or go home. Or go outside. All right, I'm out of here. <laughs> so, how's the weather been uh, lately with you, Eric? Well, if I could swear, I'd use a swear word, but I can say crappy. Yeah. Been warm at least, but rainy, as usual. There has been a lot of rain in Wisconsin, uh, in the Midwest in general. In fact, uh, the job that I do, other than this podcast, um, is one that lets me talk to people from around the country and people in Iowa and uh, Illinois and, and other surrounding Midwestern states have been getting this, some of the same same weather. So everyone's been kind of crappy about it, I think. Yep. Yep, yep. I do enjoy the days that are actually somewhat nice out, but it's been few and far between. Yeah, and spotty on the days that it does rain. It's hard to plan anything. You get like, you know, an hour or two of sunshine, you think you're good to go, and then it rains again. And or lightnings. I mean, it's pretty nuts. Anywho. So what else is going on with you? Anything else? new there's a lot i mean i'd rather have you start because i if, well maybe i should you start, always then start? You can cut me off yeah um yeah you know i've i've been trying trying to get out as much as i can it's been a while since we last recorded did we we didn't record since father's day right i i think that's correct i think that's why we didn't record is because it was father's day i think we were both doing stuff with our fathers sure. as far as i can remember and having said that, you know, on Father's Day, we had a real uh, fun time. Ended up going on a bike ride, uh, me, my brother, and my, and my dad. You know, we biked out to, oh, it's kind of, kind of backwards, but to McDonald's <laughs> over by his place. And it's, it's, something, it's something we used to do when we were younger. We hadn't done it for about 20 years. Wait, did you say you, you biked to McDonald's? Did I catch that right? That's right. Kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it, Shane? That, that's why I prefaced that it was backwards. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, you know, but, but it was still fun, you know, and bike rides. Like I said, it's been, it's literally been like 20 years since we did that. But we used to do it on Mother's and Father's Day. I, I think originally in the morning because... I think they gave free breakfast or something like that. But, you know, we did that. We got our pool cleaned out and just kind of spent the day with them. So it was a good time. Yeah, I, I had a good day as well. Um, spent it on the boat out on the lake, just kind of tooling around and waving at other boaters, you know, just getting out on the water, soaking up some sun rays. That's, that's kind of how I spent the day. Nothing else to it. We grilled out and... I think we had a bonfire or something, so it was a nice night. Awesome. What do we have on the agenda for today? Well, 
Actually, real quick, I just wanted to say we are trying this for the first time. We're broadcasting live on Ustream. That's for people that don't know. That's actually the letter U stream, not like YouTube U. Um, and if you, I think you should be able to just do a search for Wildernet, and we should show up. I believe there may be a chat room on that, but I'm not positive. We're just kind of trying this for now. Um, and along with that, I'd like, if anybody is listening to the live stream, I'd like to try possibly taking some live calls. Um, and if you do want to call in, our my Skype name is uh, Shave Mad Ox altogether. And Can you spell that? Because it, it does kind of go together. S-H-A-V-E. M A D O X. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Eric. All right. So hopefully we'll get some calls. Probably not, though. <laughs> well, don't be so to pessimistic. Be, to be pessimistic, yeah. It is late, but it might be earlier. Well, not might be. It's earlier on the on the West Coast. And I think we've recently acquired some fans um, from California. If I had seen some of those likes coming into the Facebook page, so you never know. There you go. Okay. Word in the woods. Okay, we'll listen to this. Playing outside is good for your eyes. Uh, dash research <laughs> is the name of this headline. <laughs> I, I, I literally, I, look, I double checked that that's actually what the headline was. But that's according to the New Zealand Herald. So go figure, um, you know, being outside more can actually theoretically retain your eyesight. Now, I don't want to play devil's advocate here or anything like that, but I, I think I'm going to. <clears throat> I feel like someone may be able to give you a counter argument here. And I'm on your side with this, but just oh, okay. saying the sun's pretty bright. <laughs> See? It is very bright. Does well, this article say anything about using uh, sunglasses or anything like that? Well, I once stared at the sun for over an hour. I'm pretty sure, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> but, yeah, no, this, uh, this article So that, that's our disclaimer, up. then. <laughs> yes. Your eyesight, so long as you don't stare at the sun, you, <laughs> you will potentially get... Better eyesight. Now, now it actually goes into how when you're young, this is more important. And um, yeah, basically, basically, you you decrease your chances of nearsightedness uh, or myopia. I guess it's referred to as mm -hmm. uh, the more you're outside. And um, apparently, it's not like reading. Reading isn't something I know. I used to hear this from my mom when I was younger that she thinks, you know, reading in the dark indoors affected her eyesight or made her eyesight worse. Well, this article specifically says it's not. It's not reading. It's actually the lack of natural light or sunlight. Yeah, no, yeah, the, not the lack this. of natural light, but the. Or the <laughs> well, yeah, no, natural light. The, the, is well, the abundance of indoor lighting the fluorescence i'm sure 
aren't good. Right. Yeah, and um, I just kind of wanted to brief mention, I've kind of experienced this uh, firsthand, or I, I've, sp- I've tried to do both. I've tried to go outside and read lately, something I hadn't really done too much in the past. So let me, let me just stop you there and clarify. Yeah. It was your, your mom that had told you that reading is good for your eyes, and the article says going outside is good for your eyes. So no, no, you no. are... What? Go ahead. No, no, she, she had talked about how her eyesight, how she had lost uh, some of her eyesight from um, reading in the dark, actually indoors. Indoors, okay. Yeah, so no, uh, no, no, not disproving anything here. No, no, I just thought that maybe you're doing two things that are overtly very, very good for your eyes combined, reading and being oh. outside. No, it's not. I guess it wasn't saying that reading is good for your eyes. It's just saying it's not bad. Oh, that's know? okay. So that that's what yep. I. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I should pay attention more. Huh? No, no, it's cool. <laughs> you know I, what? I I, I was told. And I'll let you continue. Ones. I'm sorry, but I was told by my grandma, growing up, that carrots are good for your eyes. I'm not kidding yeah. you. I probably went through a bundle of carrots every time I visited my grandma. That's I was awesome. so excited to see well that. I like ate vitamin more a carrots than yeah. Or, yeah. I, I don't know if beta, beta carotene. I know it's good for you, but I don't remember what it did exactly. <sighs> so <laughs> basically, I bought this Kindle a couple months ago. I just wanted to throw that out there that I've been kind of doing both. I've been actually getting the natural light while walking outside. Did you also have sunglasses on? <laughs> no. No, uh, While eating carrots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not so much. We'll have to get a picture of you doing all those things together just to prove how good all that can be for your eyesight. Oh, I'm sorry, just, I don't mean to make poke, poke I know jokes I'm going at on this. on a side note here, but uh, I just wanted to point out, it, Kindles are very easy to read in natural sunlight. That's kind of my point with that. But anyway, so apparently um, early on in life, Myopia or nearsightedness can actually uh, lead to uh, higher amounts of it as an adult, you know, which is no good. So the study, basically, they had 333 students uh, who were encouraged to go outside. And generally speaking, 228 of them actually stayed indoors. So that, I don't encourage, so it's not like they're forcing these kids to do this or anything like that. Um, so yeah, 228 stayed in. Which is weird because, you know, years, you know, 10, 20 years ago that you wouldn't have to even right. encourage a kid to go outside. You would have to try to get them to stay indoors, you know? Exactly. Weird how, weird how the times have changed. They, they sure have. Uh, and basically, yeah, it was significantly less, or myopia was significantly less in the students that, that were outside. So there you go. Get outside, it's good for your eyesight. Well, myopia, again, you said that it's um, more of uh, nearsightedness or farsightedness. Now, I always get those two confused anyways. Yeah, Uh, my understanding was nearsightedness just means you can see nearer. Farsightedness means you can see further. You can't. You don't, no, 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 no. 
Yeah, if you are nearsighted, you can see things that are nearby, right? Is that right. see what only, I'm saying? I'm confused. Er, only, yeah. Not that you can't see at all far away, but <laughs> this yeah. coming from someone who I guess uh, maybe due to all my time outdoors as a child, I have perfect vision and I have no glasses or contacts, so Son I don't a... know about yeah, no, some I of don't... this stuff. <laughs> I am definitely nearsighted. Do you wear glasses? Can people watching you right now see that you have glasses on, or do you wear contacts? No, no. Actually, I it's I'm nearsighted, but it's not bad enough where I'm required to wear them. I do Oops. have contacts, and I I think a pair of glasses somewhere, but um, don't need them for driving or anything. So, moving on, I have another little article here. This was in, this is actually in the Journal Sentinel, which is a local Milwaukee newspaper. Mm -hmm. I just want to read this real quick without giving anything away early. Ah, so it's a Your Views section. Kind of scrolling down here. Here we go. Okay. I'm just going to read this. Are you okay with me reading the whole thing or... It's not that long. Um, I'm a pretty quick reader, so I know that you can read it pretty quick as well. Go for it. Oh, we'll see. You don't have it up, do you? I do, yeah. Oh, would you rather read it? I'd be happy to, sure. Okay, great. Now, this was written by... Um, do you want me to tell who it's written by first? I'd wait till the end. All right, I'll wait till the end. So, uh, the article is titled, Require States Public Lands to be Open to Hunting. On May 9th, I had the opportunity to travel to Washington, D.C. to meet with our elected officials. My purpose in traveling all the way to our nation's capital was to discuss the importance of hunting to me, my family, and our local and state economy. I also went to tell the Wisconsin members of Congress to pass legislation to ensure that the next generation of Americans can hunt and fish on our public lands. Along with other members of the Safari Club International, I headed to Capitol Hill to advocate for hunting, really lobbying to make sure that each member of the Wisconsin delegation realizes hunting and fishing contributes, listen to this number, $4.03 billion to our state economy. Now, it's referring to Wisconsin. And to tell them that their support for H.R. 1825 ensures the rural economies all over Wisconsin remain sustainable for the next generation. H.R. 1825, which is aptly named the Recreational Fishing and hunting heritage, sorry, heritage, <laughs> hard time with that word, heritage, and Opportunities Act will require public lands in Wisconsin to remain open to hunting, fishing, trapping, and other outdoor pursuits for the 1.5 million sportsmen and women of the state. The bill eliminates the threats of litigation from anti-hunting zealots, destroying our way of life. It protects the lifeblood that sportsmen and women play in our economies, or sorry, our economies each fall. That was written by Harry Maddox. Interesting connection there. Shave Maddox, Harry Maddox, president of SEI Wisconsin chapter out of Germantown, Wisconsin. So, yeah, Shane, was, tell us that more. That was really please. well read, Eric, I must say. Um, Harry Maddox, this is actually my father. We spent uh, that bike ride to McDonald's. Um, yeah, so he's the president of the Safari Club Wisconsin trapped, uh, chapter. And he's, you know, he's doing real good. He's going out to Washington. 
and lobbying for to ensure that hunting continues in our state, which is just awesome. You know, I, I'm obviously, I'm very proud to have him as a dad and, you know, he's making a big impact, I feel. That's a huge impact. And, and honestly, the, the part that really stood out to me is um, make sure the next generation of Americans can hunt and fish in our public lands. Right. Uh, there's some countries where, I mean, hunting is a privilege. It is, it is something that only people that own land can do. And those people that own that land are way, way more, bad grammar here, way more money than, than the general public. So I think hunting public land, and especially in Wisconsin, um, some people don't like the public hunting that we have here. They feel our herd is managed poorly in terms of the whitetail population, but it is a privilege, one that we should have for sure. And I'm very happy to, to read this. I'm very excited that this is coming from your dad. That's awesome. Right. And obviously, you more than anyone with where to hunt and everything, when I first sent this to you, you were just ecstatic. Yes. Yeah. I, I've read this over very <laughs> quite a bit, a couple times through, which is probably why I read it so well, not to do my own horn or anything. And it's just amazing how much um, how much of a, a huge part hunting plays in Wisconsin's economy. Yeah, and, and I know um, he's talking about it looked like all sorts of um, different recreating. Uh, I, last time I looked into it, which was, I don't feel like it wasn't that long ago, to be honest, but uh, just whitetail hunting in Wisconsin, I, I read, generates about $2 billion a year that's in crazy. revenue and that's anything from the licenses to gas to hotel uh and rest local restaurants and things like that um including the gear and equipment that you'd also get for hunting purposes and we can go on i'm guessing a future episode will probably hunting may come up as maybe one of our activities oh yeah and we can go in so. depth and all the advantages of that and you know there's a lot Anyway, dive right into this. The activity of the week. Thanks, Sasquatch. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yes, we love okay. Sasquatch. This week's activity is... Drumroll. Uh, running. Which... A lot of people are probably turned off by that. Well, let me just start by saying that Shane's best friend, if he existed in real life, would be Forrest Gump. <laughs> That's probably true, you know? I mean, first of all, he's an interesting guy. But I right. mean, second of all, Shane, just so you guys know, and know, you guys and gals know out there, Shane can run very, very long distances. Now, I use an application on my smartphone called Nike Plus, he uses it also, and, and you can compete with people on there, or, or at least see where they're at. Now, Shane, there's no competing with him because he's been known to run 17 miles in one shot. Bunch of wusses yeah, need to catch yeah, up. <laughs> he's got some sort of, I don't know, maybe you don't have a lactic acid buildup, I'm not sure, and you might know more well, about that because you're the runner here, but I tell you, man, I run three miles, I'm done. Stick a fork in me, I'm over. I can't do it, don't, I don't want to keep going further. Honestly, lately, three miles is about all I can do. I, so this is my this go. is my opportunity to, to to slate you. I can finally get on there and start <laughs> catching up, huh? Well, I'm I think I'm double the, the next person on my list right now. 
Why you got to break? See, that's what I'm saying. So I'm shooting my own horn right there. Sorry. Not, no, well, this is this is this is the part where we're talking about you know the Wilderness podcast. When we say um, rediscovering nature in a digital age, you know we don't mean ditch the technology, but there there has to be a balance. And in some cases, you can really leverage technology to benefit you when you are outside. This is one of those times, I think. Yeah, seriously, you guys have. If you're not familiar what it takes to make a podcast, there's a fair amount of technology involved. <laughs> so we are not, you know, completely advocating the eradication of technology or anything like that. So, okay, just a little backstory. I used to absolutely despise running. Um, I did also, just putting that out there. The mile run in elementary school was the most dreaded, the single most dreaded thing I looked for or didn't look forward to every single year. Uh, was that the case with you also? I was really fast as a kid. I, yeah, I actually kind of liked it. I'm not going to lie. I, as a kid, <laughs> I, running was, it didn't phase me. I had, I had the energy of a couple monkeys or something. I, I was out of control. But... Later on in life, um, having a, a little run in the military there, I, I didn't like running. Run, sprinting up sand dunes is what ruined running for me. I couldn't deal with it any longer. That was hard. But then I oh, yeah. discovered music. And I introduced music into running, and that's when I decided I liked it. I was like, wow, this is a lot of free time for me to be with my thoughts, hear the songs that I like, and just kind of get uh, into a neutral place. I think that's what I like about it most. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of positive effects, all right, Shane? Oh, yes. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> many, many positive effects. But anyway, I actually wasn't done with the backstory here. I know. Um, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? So, uh, like, I used to hate it. I And then and then middle school and high school, I did some football uh, and track in high school, and not so much the track. I was actually a thrower, um, but there was still some running involved. It wasn't until after high school that I decided I'm going to start running. I'm going to just go out, that's right, outside, and just run. Um, and it didn't, it's, it started small, you know, I had to start somewhere, but eventually I just built my way up to running further and further until I was going, you know, miles and miles. And that turned into now it's every single time, at least every single time when it's, you know, halfway decent outside. Um, <laughs> like this week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and running outside versus a treadmill, I mean, either, either way it's good for you, but I can't do the treadmill running. I, it's too boring. I watch the numbers. I, I can't deal with it. Actually, to be honest, today I ran on a treadmill because I did want to incorporate a little bit of a, of a jog to my uh, workout routine, and it was raining on. So I, I did have to go to the gym anyways, and uh, I counted cars while I was running on the treadmill. This is a four-lane highway. It kept me pretty occupied. Nice. Just throwing that out there. So basically, running changed my life, though. If I had to say one thing... Or one thing that had the biggest impact on me in all of my life, I would say running was is definitely way up there. Um, and, that's, and basically, that's a lot. That's a pretty big claim. Yeah. Just, 
Okay. And, you know, it, it makes you feel better, number one. Look better. You get, you get your vitamin D by if you're going outside. Um, it's aerobic activity, you know, with air. And if you've if you got your heart rate going fat, fast enough, that's cardiovascular activity. You know, we already talked about um, that we both use Nike Plus. So technology can actually help you get you motivated to go out there and do that. Unless you're uh, Shane and you like and or comment on someone's running status <laughs> numerous times to which the person running hears these cheers constantly. Yeah, okay. So ruins, I did that one time. Ruins your run. <laughs> <laughs> one time I think I, I was just testing it. Yeah, anytime you like, if it gets posted to Facebook, either like it or you comment on it and you get a cheer sound as you're running, which is kind of neat, actually. It can but, be. in <laughs> Right. It can actually. <laughs> but if you're getting it over and over, like I did to him once, um, it can be annoying. Just one time. Wasn't a big deal. Yep, yep. I'll never forget <laughs> it. Trust me. So that, that really helps me run. Not only can I track how far I'm going, how fast I'm going, who's is or isn't keeping up with me, um, but I can listen to music while I'm, well, and that's almost more important to me is being able to listen to music. Well, there's not a lot of time in the car between work, you know, driving to and from work or other places to hear songs, or if you have company in the car, then there's conversation, which is good. I mean, you gotta have that, but there's, you gotta have that, sol- you gotta have that solidarity in life. You have to have that time to, you know, kind of have that introspection and, and reflect and that, that time by yourself while running, listening to music and your footsteps and beat, you know, with the song that you're listening to, I, I feel like that is that is better than a than a therapist for me. <laughs> yep. I don't see a therapist, so I guess I don't have anything to compare to. But if that's I did, cool. I, I think cool. it'd you be wanna, you know, know a run for the money. Um, along with the music, um, you know, there's there's different equipment you can get out there. Um, uh, sure, you can get real fancy running shorts or shirts or whatever. That's one thing. The things that I'm more interested in are, um, for instance, Bluetooth headphones. I use those so I don't get cords I have to deal with while I'm running. I like the freedom, you know? It really helps. Kind of underwear you wear when you run. Well, uh... Speaking of freedom. I mean, (laughs) that's a pretty legitimate question, to be honest. I mean, I... Think so? You want to keep... You're probably right. Seriously, that, I mean, if you're running, you're sweating, stuff's moving, what are you doing down there, you know? (laughs) As a guy. Lots of briefs. Okay. All the way. So I I mean, I should probably switch. I've been doing boxers. (laughs) There you go. Maybe that's why you hate running so much. Well, you don't (laughs) hate it. (laughs) I don't. But maybe that's why you can't keep up. That might be it. I got to (laughs) switch. That's your secret. You guy. Let me tell you. So you got your your app. You got your Bluetooth headphones. Or if you want to use your earbuds. If you can stand to use the earbuds. I can't. Um, they fall out of my ears too easily, um, and the cord just gets in the way. Um, but aside from that, uh, you know, you can get the armbands to hold your phone in and or your iPod or whatever you use. But I honestly, I use belts, and they're kind of hard to find. I used to use one, I think, called the Tune Belt. 
I believe it was called. And that had a Velcro piece on the end of it. And um, that kind of wore down after a while. And it was cheap. Well, if you're running 17 miles and dripping all that sweat over it, yeah, you know, I'm sure it's not going to have a, a long life. And just, you know, being open and closed constantly, it just wore down pretty quickly. So now I'm using something called a Spee Belt. That's S-P-I Belt. And I think that was like 30 bucks. Um, not that we need to go into prices too much here, but it works, really, it works pretty well. And it keeps it in there because it actually has a zipper on it. Shane, can you post a link to the Facebook page? link to the Facebook page with that particular belt maybe to like Amazon oh. or something yeah I've seen you use it I use the armband I, I don't mind it and I don't use a Bluetooth I use a corded one with the uh, wraparound Do you uh, still? earbuds I kind of like wrap around the outer ear right. they don't move they I love them I got them from Best Buy it took me forever to figure out which ones I wanted I had to return two other pairs so it I mean it's a process so mm -hmm. we can help our fans out indeed Trying to think of the name of the Bluetooth headphones I use. And it's not coming to me right now. It's not important. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. Jaybird uh, Freedom, I think they're called. They're, they're really highly rated. Although it's my second pair, honestly. But they do the job. All right, well. Well, one thing that I want to touch base on, um, you know, one thing that you can do with running or that it, that it can help with is a sense of community. There's a lot of people that like running. It's a pretty big deal. There's all sorts of running activities. There's people that are, you know, diehard runners. That's what they do, you know. But it, it does get you involved in the community. There's a lot of runs. In fact, you know, we obviously participated in one not that long ago. I got invited to participate in a different one um, shortly thereafter. I couldn't make it. But, you know, we, we did talk about some of the stress relief that, that running um, helps with. Do you mind if I... Uh... Oh, yeah. Go for it. All right. Now, I, I did find an article, and there's all sorts of articles. And, and um, you know, looking at, at running and aerobic exercise in general, human beings today have too much stress. We're under too much stress. We, our bodies, our brains are not designed to be in the amount of stress that we are in today's day and age. It's just not possible back in caveman times, <laughs> if you will. Uh, when someone was stressed, it's because they either weren't eating or were running from getting eaten. So, and, and literally physically actually running for their food or from their, their predators. And that was a fight or flight situation. You're, you're running when you're stressed. Literally, that was the only cause of stress was survival. Nowadays, we have all sorts of stress from loved ones, uh, from family, friends, work, boss, job, um, kids, Podcast car, host. payments, so on and so forth. It goes on. Yeah. I what mean, I'm I getting at is... Uh, <laughs> The article that I actually came across was, I thought it was kind of funny, the way that it was worded. Um, I'm just trying to find the funny part of it, at least what I thought was funny. Any substance or behavior that repeatedly and reliably activates VTA dopamine neurons appears to carry some risk of addiction. And exercise is no exception. So this article is literally stating um, from the NewYorkTimes.com, it's titled, It's Addictive but well worth the risk. And what he's saying is that uh, any, a lot of things in excess are addictive, and, and, and exercise is no different, uh, especially running. And, and what they're talking about here is the runner's high that some people get. And uh, cigarettes, smoking is addictive. 
80% of all people who try it become addicts and health consequences are serious. The rate of genuine exercise addiction is about 3%, um, with the exception of those with uh, compulsive exercises accompanied by an eating disorder and health consequences are rarely severe, da 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 He compared running to doing hardcore drugs, which I thought was a little <laughs> odd. That's really... I'll let you finish. But he's, he's essentially finish. saying that, that this runner's high that you can get from running is releasing a lot of the same chemicals that these hardcore drugs release, which huh. I thought were, I don't know. I just well, thought that really, was really interesting. That is really interesting. Nicotine, heroin, heroin and gambling is what he was comparing it to. It's funny because <laughs> I was just having this conversation with some other friends on what is actually classified as an addiction. And the term gets tossed around a lot. The yeah. article actually did mention that as well. Right. My feeling is it has to do harm to you. And you continue doing that activity regardless of that. That's my, kind of my opinion on it. Well, I did have a friend that, uh, that broke his leg from running too much. And that's the reason for the breakage, actually. So that, that caused bodily harm to him. He ran so much that he broke his leg. Lately, I've been feeling like that could happen to me, actually. Take it down a notch there, Tonto. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, enough about running, huh? What else do we got going on? Oh, you don't want to talk about some of the types of runs we can do? <laughs> Was there more? I just wanted to go on it. Did you mention this already? Did I, did I miss that part? <laughs> no, I just talked about community stuff. You can definitely yeah. uh, finish up here. Yeah, definitely. You got your, just real quick, you got your 5Ks, your, your quarter marathon, half marathon... Even more than that, and then and then of course you have your special runs like your Tough Mudder. Um, there's, all the Spartan, kinds of there's a Spartan race also. The Spartan, Spartan race, I believe. Race? There's a zombie run now that's getting really popular. Um, yeah, well, what's the one people, with the paintballs? That is the color run. Color run. Mm -hmm. So there's all kinds of them now. So what are you waiting for, really? I mean, I don't know what I'm waiting for. I I still need to do one of those special kinds of races. Those sound really fun. Yeah, I think the zombie one would be a blast. We should do a deer run. Maybe we can start one. <laughs> a deer Like running of the deer? <laughs> I mean, you know, they got running of the bulls. Why can't you do the deer? Right. Oh, yeah, you went into all that good stuff. Okay. So, hey. Something where we kind of want to try here is a new segment about, you know, a lot of people are... Probably looking for an excuse to get outside. So what we want to talk about here is what to do. And how to do it. So I'm oh, hoping you can just kind of roll with this, Eric. This was kind of your baby here. Yeah, but I had a brainchild and I gave birth to it. And that, well, I'm giving birth to it right now, actually. It's happening. So if I scream, <laughs> I'm sorry. It won't be too painful. <laughs> you want to just hear me out. Um, I guess part of the show is, you know, obviously talking about all this different stuff that has to do with outdoors and, and kind of weaving in between and, and drawing a fine line between outdoors and technology. Some people really don't know what to do outside. Like, well, they just think it's the same stuff while well, fishing. Okay. Maybe that's really boring. My, my little brother doesn't really like fishing a lot. Understandably. So it can be boring. You have to have a lot of patience hunting, same thing, depending on what you're hunting. could be very boring, could be cold, could be bitter, so on and so forth. There's a lot of other stuff to do outside. So one of the, um, websites I want to call out here someone that uh, had actually posted on our Facebook page is uh, wisconsinoutdoorfun.com and 
on his home page on the right hand side, he literally has a calendar of events called things to do. And it's dated, you know, for example, I'm looking at the website right now, June 20th to the 30th, June 26th, 29th, and, and another event on the 29th. There's a nature photo hike that's being displayed. Bring your camera. There's a state park that you go to for this particular event. And it's a hike with your camera. You take all these photos. There's all sorts of cool things to see along the way. There's a tour of America's Dairyland where you can bike. There's also a fishing tournament going on in Lake Winnebago. This is a great resource to find what else you can do outside. It's not always the same old stuff. You can do all sorts of things. This is just something to get your 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 mind jogged a little bit. No pun intended on the last segment, but um, wanted to call that out. So what we're going to try to do on every show here is talk about ways to get outside and what activities can be done other than the same old, same old. That is awesome, dude. I really appreciate that. Well, heck yeah, man. I'm going to have to actually look there more often myself. It, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Considering I own a nice camera, I should probably start using it more. All right. Sound off. My last thing was kind of a bit of a sound off already. Um, but just want to go into somebody had, I think, Eric was kind of talking to some other Facebook pages out there. And we got a response here from this one here. Be the uh, School of Wilderness Medicine and Survival. Um, you just kind of scour on Facebook, you know, just like we are trying to gain an audience and a presence. So are a lot of other people. And I came across this gentleman's website and uh, Facebook page. The guy is super knowledgeable. I'll tell you that right now. He, um, from what I can determine, I, I believe he's ex-military of some sort, potentially a Marine. And just to give you a brief synopsis of his page, his about says, uh, his name is Jake, a paramedic, for, okay, yeah, former Marine, student, husband, father, and lead, lead instructor as he teaches and learns. He tries it and I himself alone. So, okay, that's not really... It says he's combining information from fields of modern and primitive survival, emergency and tactical medicine, wilderness medicine, botany, biology, and others together in order to deliver unique training programs that you won't find anywhere else. Anywho, um, ask the, the gentleman here, uh, Jake, about our, our boundary water trips that we planned and we've been talking about on the show. And he gave us quite the response about general advice. He doesn't know much about it uh, in terms of what we're trying to achieve here. And he just said, just plan. You have to plan, plan, plan to help prevent unpredictable situations. And even when they do arise, you'll be able to handle them better. It was a really cool right. shout out. And I, the part I, I, what I took away from it was he's basically saying, leave as much out of the equation as possible, that less is more. And, uh, you know, he talks about, you know, having less moving parts and um, yeah and he said it really in a really interesting way yeah less moving parts he said complex systems tend to fail in complex and therefore unpredictable ways this means that the more quote-unquote moving parts such as people equipment environmental factors and even the length of the trip which is stuff that we didn't actually give them the information about uh, that you add into a situation will compound the chances of something going wrong exactly yeah, I think that's great advice. 
yeah, I, I thought so. I mean, that's it's pretty what? simple, really. You think say, about sir, it. What was his name again? Uh, Jake. Jake. School of Wilderness Medicine and Survival. Well, thank you so much, Jake. That was really awesome of you. You sound like a just a great guy. A professional great guy. <laughs> yep. All right. I think that was it for what we got from user feedback. But if you would like to write in, either give us your comments, suggestions, anything, tell us a story. We'll talk about it, more than likely. Wildernetpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash wildernetpodcast. On Twitter at wildernetcast. No iTunes reviews, or no additional ones. Again. That's okay. That's okay. Not okay. Settle down, man. I forgive you. We forgive you. All right. I guess we're getting close to the end here. Nobody's called in. Well, this is also the first time you're you're doing it that way. Yeah. Again, remain hopeful. Keep the optimism. I mean, it's probably not going to happen this show, that's for sure. But going forward, we never know. Never know. Never say never. Okay. So, as is tradition, where can the fine folks find you? The place they can find me most conveniently is going to be the uh, Where to Hunt Facebook page. It's where the most activity occurs, and that is going to be Facebook.com slash where to hunt Wisconsin. All one word when you search for it. You'll notice the logo has a W, a 2, and an H with the two having some antlers coming out of a very nice rack, I might add. Uh, check us out. We promote public hunting land in Wisconsin and try to contribute conversation to a community of people to access and help find public hunting land in the state. Fantastic. Thanks, Shane. You can, <laughs> you can find my music at Shave Maddox, and... Did you get a picture taken recently? Oh. Yeah, I got some pictures taken. All right. I did. I guess I could say... Uh, I guess I can kind of give a shout-out, well, now they mention it, to uh, JDC Photography. Photography. Uh, did some photos for me on my uh, Facebook page. Uh, so... The Moment of Reflection. Those loons just go on, don't they? I'm sorry, I was hypnotized. What? <laughs> I'm telling you, we're going to hear those very soon. It's going to be awesome. So basically, you know, go out or go blind, really. Oh my God. <laughs> is that a threat <laughs> you know it doesn't literally mean blind but it's there's some truth to that you know i know people that are legally blind just because their vision is so bad so get outside while you're young again go for a run 
young. So if you're not young and, and listening to this because you're probably too young to listen to this, um, parents out there, encourage your kids to go outside. Not telling you how to parent. However, you don't want to spend a lot of money on LASIK, eye surgery, glasses, and or contacts. This Very might be a good, a good preventative measure. And, you know, I have, I have down here in the show notes also uh, to keep it simple. And that's just referring back to um, our user comment on Facebook. Basically, you know, the less is more type of thing here. and Keeping everything... So the old Short acronym sweet. KISS, keep it simple, stupid, or keep exactly. it simple, Shane, my bad. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Okie doke. I had fun today. I hope, yeah. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. And, you know, as always, I like to say get outside. And take care. And get outside. You can't have that line. So say it again. Get outside. Get outside! <laughs> Good.